You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Wonderful to be back, Owen. Yeah, we're talking about some mini money goals that people can take action with right now. Yeah, just 10 simple things that really require you putting down maybe 30 minutes to take action. And really, we want to encourage you to just pick one of these or something that's been on your to-do list for a few months. We've all got a few Mm -hmm. of those things. And just writing it down and putting some time in your calendar to tick off that item this month and not let it go unchecked for another six months. So, by the end of the month, if you can get one of these things done, which we say you can probably do any of them in under half an hour, give it a crack. Now is your opportunity. You know, don't wait for something. Do it now. Sometimes those small changes make a huge difference. Absolutely. They compound, right? Like small changes now result in big savings over time. We should make a quick note. This is a shorter episode for regular listeners. If you do like our longer episodes, be sure to tune in on another day. Kate, without further ado, let's start. Number one, what is it? Very first thing I have for you is to spend half an hour reflecting on the progress and everything you learned about your finances last year. If you've been listening mm, to the podcast a while or taking some courses on Rask Education, you've probably learned a few things. And unless you've taken some time to reflect on all of that, you might not realize how much progress you've actually made. So I think it's a good idea to just take some time, write down three things you learned about yourself, your finances, maybe investing mm-hmm. during the last year, maybe even what you want to learn about in the next year. Yeah. So just take some time and just maybe even just jot down some notes. What are the things you've learned about? I think you'd be surprised. Like, 
we've been doing this a long time, but I'm still learning a lot, Kate, every year. I learn. I think I learn more about myself and money as time goes on, which is yeah. pretty cool. Number two is unsubscribe from all of those newsletters. You know, the ones that you buy things from online. They collect your email address at checkout and they keep peppering you with emails. Why? Because it's super effective. Those they know emails you're going to buy. Yeah. If you've bought there once, chances are you'll buy there again. Repeat customers are the fave of all of the big e-commerce brands. So one way to avoid temptation, cut it off, get rid of it, unsubscribe. It takes one click. You can even do like what are you, multiple click, you know, select all if you've got a few sitting in your inbox and just drag them to a different folder, get them out of the way. Uh, if you pay for newsletters, that's another one too. Yeah, it might seem easy to just delete them all right now, but if you put 10 minutes aside and just go and manually hit that unsubscribe button, maybe while you're watching Netflix of all those emails that you've been getting in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. especially uh, a lot of us receive sale emails over January from Absolutely. various companies, uh, selling their goods and services. So unsubscribe and that'll put you on a better financial footing for the year ahead because you won't have hundreds of temptations just Mm. jumping into your inbox. Number three, Kate, is cancel any subscription you haven't used for a while. And these are interesting because they can also be a bit more, I guess, hidden. You don't always know. So how do you know? What do you cancel? Tell us. Yeah. So the one I've looked at recently is the app store subscriptions because Mm. they hide away and you don't really notice them. And suddenly you get a charge in your bank account from Apple, but it doesn't say which subscription it is. So you might just Mm. go, oh, that's my Apple Music or, oh, that's Apple TV. And really it's another app you've subscribed to and you might not notice there's actually five Apple charges coming through your bank account every month. Yeah. And so going into your settings, I'm sure it does something similar for Android, Monique, um, and going and cancelling any of those subscriptions you're not using because it's easy to rack up the streaming services um, and lots of other just weird in-app subscriptions maybe for a game that you subscribe to because it had a seven-day free trial and you forgot to cancel. Yep. Um, I can see like I've got a bunch of different uh, subscriptions on here. I can also see that I've still got like things that are included with my Apple phone like things like TV. Uh, They're trying to push me to arcade, which is their gaming thing. So there's so many different things that are like occurring in the background. So just review it. Do you still use it? I know I get my Optus Sport through uh, Apple as well. So all of these things, uh, review it. Sometimes prices increase too when you're barely aware of it. Good one. Next one, which is number four, is write down a financial goal. Which one is it? What do you want to do? Is it just like a, I don't know, maybe you want to save for a a weekend away or maybe you want to buy better Christmas presents this year, whatever it might be, write it down and think backwards. Well, it might cost me $2,000 to buy really nice Christmas presents this year. And I've got 10 months to go, so maybe that's 200 bucks a month. You know, And then how much is that per week? Maybe it's 50 bucks. Put that away into a savings account, high interest savings account. Really easy. Every time your, your pay hits your bank account, you know, automatically transfers, automatically yeah. transfers. Really simple. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just write down one goal. It can- yeah. People can get a bit overwhelmed writing down 10 different financial goals and then it's really hard to know which one should I prioritize or how much should I put towards each one. So if you just start, if goal setting's new to you, start by writing down one thing. Saving up for Christmas presents is a good one because there's a very clear end date, December 25th. Uh, So you've got just under 12 months. What have we got? 11 months now. Yep. Um, You've got a clear time frame. You've got, you know, 
approximately how much you're going to get paid each month. So you can go, okay, I've got this much left aside. I can put this much towards Christmas. Creating a separate bank account, automating, as Owen said, is a great way to do it. So build those skills. You're really good at budgeting (laughs) for presents. I know that's a big part of what you do to give back. I've done the Christmas present uh, separate bank account automation for the last few years now. And it's, it's made it a lot more enjoyable getting to December and going, I've already put that money aside. Past Kate did that, so current (laughs) Kate can buy the presents and not have to find money from somewhere else. Yep, and you always give good gifts, I will say that. So, uh, review your spending is the next one. And depending on how long you want to do this for, it depends on how much pain you often want to put yourself through. could be the last few months, could be the last few weeks, it could be a year if you're so inclined. But what we're basically trying to get you to do is just take a look. And then what do we do with it, Kate? Once we've reviewed and looked at our bank statements or our spending, what do we do with it? Yes. So the reason we're actually looking at our statements is so we can make some decisions Mm -hmm. and find some information to guide how we're going to spend in the future. So we're using, by finding this information, we know how much we're spending in different categories and we can go, all right, how much do I have left over every month after I've got paid and spent money in all these areas? Mm. It might be zero, it might be a negative number, you might have a few hundred dollars left over and that gives you a starting point because you've got that goal now. You can go, okay, can I actually put money towards Christmas presents each month? Is there money left over or do I need to change some things about where I'm spending money or how much income I've got coming in to help me work towards my goals? And Mm. so you might realise this might be the place where you realize you've got a huge subscription that's just been recurring every year that you haven't been using. Or potentially, um, a lot of people use a spending review to go, okay, I'm actually paying a lot for electricity and there's a better option and I can go and to an energy comparison website and change to a better plan for me. Yeah. it's it, This is where you get that low-hanging fruit, so to speak. You get all the easy ones, the easy wins. Um, just just kind of clean out and um, you can cancel your, your, your debit card if that's what you want to do. And that kind of cuts off all of those subscriptions, which use your credit card or your debit card. Uh, and then you just order a new one. It changes the numbers. Easiest way to do it, I've found in the past, to kind of do a catch-all, but you just got to make sure you cancel it. You don't just cut it up for no yeah. reason. And you might also realize doing this, you're spending money on areas you don't care so much about and you really want to go on a holiday later this year. So is there areas that you can reduce your spending on and focus on putting more money aside for a future holiday that's going to mm. bring you more happiness? Because that's what people think when they think of budgeting. Oh, it's such a bad thing. It's so hard. I have to give up so much. Well, no, it's actually just like rearranging your priorities. So mm. maybe you care more about that holiday in a few months over the coffee that you have every day. So how can you remind yourself that that's why I'm doing this? And if you just remember that, it's never a chore. It actually is a good thing because you're like, no, no, actually, yeah, it's giving the your thing money a job and a, a place to go. Yeah, it's that purpose that we always talk about. Okay, so the next one is hunt down, peel, peel your lost super accounts. And how do you do that? People have like those part-time jobs. I worked as a cook. I worked as a you know on the farms. Like, how do I find where my super is at? Yep. So the first thing you've got to log into your MyGov account. Now, okay. this can sometimes take a while if uh, for some reason your SMS code's not working because it's yep. something you haven't used for a while. So that part, if you have to call the ATO or something like that, might take a while. But getting into your MyGov account, uh, hooking up your ATO account, is, yeah. I think there's like a simple linking thing. I haven't done yeah, it. Yeah. So for what a while. you do is you log into your MyGov and then from there you can hook up the ATO, you just click a button and it goes, make the connection. you got your tax file number. Yeah. And then you can do the same thing with Medicare, like if you want to get rebates. Uh, if you're a bit older, you can do things like for the pension and for, I think, DBA and all yeah. that's in there too. So, you can do all of that in one central account. But when you link the ATO, 
that's when the magic happens. Yes, because your ATO account actually has a heap of information on you yep. because of that tax file number that you've been carrying around since probably uni days. Yep. And so, you can go to your super accounts and there'll be a section in there and it will tell you all of the different companies and the balances as of a certain date that are connected to your name. And some of the names look a bit different because it might say the trustee for blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what on earth is that company? And you find out it's in the fine print of a different super company you've used. So, it might look confusing, but it will tell you at least what accounts are there and if there's any money in them. Yeah. The the government did, because there's lost super all over the joint. Mm. Like there's I remember when I first logged in, I had some military super, I had some rest super, I had the super fund that I wanted to go with, just Australian super. It was just everywhere. And um, the, the government has tried to take a stance on this recently by having staper, a super, super stable to you, which basically means that it follows you through work, which is a lot easier because under the current rules, if you get a job, your employer has to give you the, the super form. And with that, if you don't pick one, they just pick one for you. That's why people end up with like five or ten. Uh, so the best way to do it is to give them that form or to fill it out on the ATO website and tell them um, because you can actually just get a printout of it these days uh, and do that for them so it goes with you. Okay, we've got a couple more to go here, Kate. The next one is find one, seems to be a common theme here, find one way to automate your savings. Yeah, so you've done your spending review, you know what your goal is. Is there a way with your bank account to automate that goal, whether it's Mm -hmm setting up a BPAY transfer or an automatic um, payment to somebody um, or to some account that every month when you get paid, $50 automatically goes into your Christmas savings account. So, you don't even have to think about this goal. It might even be an investing automation. Some funds, some micro-investing platforms, some brokerage platforms Mm -hmm. have ways to automate or have put some sort of direct debit feature on. Yeah. Like I automate one big thing uh, every month and it's for like payments for like mortgages. Um, But you can also do like, I would say like the bigger and more important things should be automated. And once you do it, like it's so easy. Like your your financial life is just like purely on autopilot. Uh, you got money going into your investing. That's another thing that I automate. Like it takes money from my bank account, puts it into my brokerage account. Super simple. Because then you make that one good financial decision at the start of the year. Like I'm going to save for this goal. Yep. And then you don't have to think about it every month. And that takes a lot of the mental load away because you don't have to go every month. Okay, am I saving money this month? How much should I save this month? Where should I put it? What day should I transfer yeah. it? Get yeah. rid of all those things to think about. There's enough going on with life and automate it for the next 12 months. Even like the roundup accounts like Raise and all those, that's yeah. why they that's why they've done so well. Is because people don't have to think about it. You just yeah. tap your card and they take a 20 cents and put it in and your And some of the other account. banks like ING let you ING raise do it, it for up savings. to a savings. Yeah, yeah, so why not? Okay, the next one is have a conversation about money with your friends and family. Uh, this is sometimes tricky. It's tricky to break the ice cape. How do you do it? Yeah, I'd start by something as simple as sharing one of your savings goals. Maybe you're planning on going to a ho- on a holiday later this year. Is that something you can start telling your friends and family about and maybe sharing some of the tips that you're using to save up for it or maybe that the fact that you've automated something or some of the things you might be cutting out in your finances so you have enough money for that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe asking them what their goal is for the year. They might not have one, but maybe if there's something they're thinking about in the future that they want, most people want something in the future. Yeah, do they holidays. Have a, do they have TV. any idea of how they're going to work towards that? That could be a good place to start. And it might not all be in one conversation. It might be over the course of a week or two, or maybe you plan a holiday together, or maybe, 
I don't know. Whoever. Maybe it's a partner. Maybe it's a yeah. boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. People love sharing money-saving tips. So, that could yeah. also be another one. If really got common some, on our social media. Yeah. Share yeah. a way that you've saved money recently. Yep. And um, that might get the ball rolling too. Yep. What about, Kate, this is a big one that we champion on the show, which is asking questions. Yeah. This is our next one. So, if you haven't yet asked that burning finance question that you want to ask, now is the time. Just make it your make it your goal this month to ask one question. You could send us a question. You could do it in any of the communities like our Rascore community or on social media, or maybe it's just a friend. Maybe it's a financial advisor. Maybe it's your auntie that's a f- accountant. Ask them a question. Yeah, it might even be Google, just writing down one question and try to unpack it in different ways. Yep, I like it. Last but not least, the fun stuff, Kate. Making money is good. Saving money can be hard, but it's good. But spending money seems like the way to go. What can I can I spend money and it not be I don't know bad? Absolutely. Spending money is a lot of fun and I think it's mm-hmm. a great way to use the money that we've worked hard for, that we've saved, that we've invested in a way that means something to us because there's not really much point of having lots of money in the bank account if I'm not going to do anything with it and actually have a great life. So, I think a great way to challenge yourself is to intentionally think through a purchase this month. It could be as small as going out and taking yourself out for coffee and reading mm. a book. Making one purchase that brings you joy, but actually thinking about this purchase before you make it. Pre-visualization. So, yes. yes. So, at least a day before you're going to go, okay, put it in your diary. I'm going to have a coffee with myself tomorrow morning, or I'm going to go to the bookstore on the weekend and buy a book. So, like you're still going to make the purchase. You probably would have made it anyway, but you're thinking about it a few days or a week or two in advance. It might be taking a friend out for dinner. And so, you get to anticipate that purchase a little bit more. You're going to hate me for saying this, but if you drool, it will taste better. That's the idea. So, uh, you are supposed to think about it before it happens. And that's the best way to make the most of the moment. So, go ahead and do that. My mini goal for this month, Kate, is I'm going to review my finances. I'm going to redo my budget. My budget's not complicated at all, but I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be like, where's this stuff? Where can I cut the fat? Because I want to save and invest in 2023. So, I'm going to do that this month. Have you got anything that you're going to work on? Yes. Something I'm working on, I've already started as of the 1st of February, is writing down everything I spend money on this month so I can just be a bit more conscious about where my money's going because it's so easy to just tap your phone, tap your watch Mm -hmm. and have direct debits happen, have those recurring subscriptions and not think about it. So, I'm actually manually with a pen and paper writing down a list of every expense that I pay manually or is taken out of my bank account for the next month. Feb's a bit shorter, but next 30 days or so. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, um, we'll get some interesting insights, I think. Yes. Well, you have to keep us updated. Uh, if you do like this episode, please let us know. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, send us a message. I would love to know what your goal could be for this month, whether it's investing, whether it's saving, whatever it might be, whether it's spending. Let us know. Jump on our or jump into our DMs on Instagram or say good day if you are one of the 4,500 RAS core members and you like to invest for the long term. Jump into the community. Uh, maybe start a forum. 
let us know what you think. Yeah. Tell us, share us. Share we'll jump us. into Rask Education. We've got a great course on automating your oh, finances. Yes, we do, the recent and course. Yeah. That's free. So that's another plus. Check it out. Yeah. That could be your mini free. goal for the month. It's yeah, about, you take can take course. it in under 60 minutes. Easily do the course in under 60 minutes. There's only four modules and there's a great little thing there. So you can automate one thing, like one savings and one investing thing. It is so easy and it's such a great course done with some uh, experts who are on the ground automating everything in everyone's life. So go and check it out. That's on Rask Education. There will be a link in the show notes. Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest, and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.